Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Got another great interview for you today. Uh, but before we jump into the interview, I have a question for you. And I want you to think about this question when you listen to the interview, and maybe it'll come to you right away. But the reason I'm asking this question is because I realized after having done the work I did with Victoria, which is why I asked her on the podcast, um, that it was literally the best investment I had made in my business in a long time. So my question for you is what is the best investment you've made in your business in the last six months? And think about it in terms of what has been the return on that investment. Not so much just it's something you like and are using and are putting into play, but you know, ideally when you invest in your business, you're going to be able to measure a return, right? And that's what Victoria did for me. So I am really, really excited to bring this interview to you today and you'll hear the whole thing, why I hired her, what we did together. And it was just, it was really, really cool. So I want you to think about that. And I would love to hear your comments in on the, on the show notes. Let me know, you know, what, where do you see value in investing in your business? Because I would do this again in a heartbeat. And it really taught me that it's important to hire people that are better than I am at certain things, which sounds so ridiculously obvious. Uh, but you know, when you've been doing something for a long time, it's really easy to get caught up in the, um, well, I know what I'm doing, you know, and you spread yourself super thin and just, she's brilliant. And I had a ball doing this too. So anyways, enjoy the interview. Again, this is my interview with Victoria Prozan of victoriaprozan.com who helped me with all of the brilliance that <laughs> that's happening over uh, on kimdoyle.com. She helped me with all my naming and coming up with some products and stuff. So anyways, enjoy the interview and let me know what you think. Share share with me what is the best investment you've made. I can't even talk today, but the best investment you've made in your business and why that was the best investment. Anyways, enjoy the interview and make sure to check out Victoria at victoriaprozan.com. Go to her site, follow her on Twitter, say hi. She just She's brilliant. It was it was so much fun. Anyways, enjoy you guys. Victoria, welcome and thank you very much for being here today. Oh, I am so excited about today and I thank you for having me here. Excellent. So let's do a little bit. Uh, first of all, I want to let people know just because I have a tendency to do this throughout, but uh, Victoria's site is victoriaprozan.com and you can... All the links will be in the show notes, of course, and I'll have it at the end as well. Um, but so first of all, can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before victoriaprozen.com and your brand plus customer experience? Sure. Um, well, before I started this business, um, I had a, a, a different business that is somewhat related, but I was designing and producing my own um, houseware line. So I had have a background in graphic design and I had taught myself how to screen print. 
So I was basically a one-woman squat shop, and <laughs> I was I was making all kinds of paper goods and textiles. And I did that, uh, I think I gave that a good try for about two and a half years before I cried uncle, um, because it was not leading me down the path that I knew I really wanted to go. I enjoy doing it, um, but it was not uh, fruitful. So um, what led me into what I do now then was really understanding, okay, this is not what I want. So how can I take the, you know, the, the knowledge, the talent, the skills, and the insights that I have, how can I take that and package it into something that really is much more in alignment with where I see my, my business dreams going? And back when I was a designer, one of the things that really fascinated me was typography. Like I, you know, you could, other women love shoes. I love fonts. <laughs> I'm actually more in line with you than the shoes. <laughs> you could leave me alone in a corner with a lot of fonts and I'd be happy for the rest of my life. Um, and I just have always been fascinated with words. Um, but I began to think about how I could take what I knew and I really wanted to help people with their creative brainstorming. That was kind of like the starting point of this path. And when I found... Um, I talked to people and I said, okay, like, what do you want to brainstorm today? All these people kept saying, I want help with my name. And I thought like, well, that's weird. Like, I love doing that. Like, why would you need help with that? That's the fun part. And it was one of those things where the universe was kind of kicking me in the ass saying, pay attention. So um, that's, that's really how I got on this path. I just, I really wanted to help people really tap into their creative voice and what they told me they really needed help with was that aspect of branding, you know, the names and the taglines and really the brand, the, the bigger point of what I do is help people construct their brand message. Which we'll, we'll talk about my experience working with you, which is, and I'm going to say this again, and I know I told you in an email, but it was easily the best money that I have spent on myself, on my business in years. Truly, truly. It was just the whole experience was brilliant, but um, you know, so when you decided to switch over, um, to, to doing this, you know, how did you, first of all, for yourself, what made you decide to go under Victoria Prose? And it's interesting because the work that I did with you is going into my own name. I'm not getting rid of the WordPress chick, but going into that as well. So, you know, was there a methodology or why did you decide to go with Victoria Prozan and what was your own process like so coming up with that and launching it? Well, it's interesting because my, my my first business, my prior business, I also used um, my name, but a different version of my name. I used my two last names, which I currently don't use my married name, but it was Prozan McGlynn, which is my married name. And the reason that I really came to completely love and embrace the idea of using a name was because I literally tortured myself for years before I started that first business on finding like the perfect name. I mean, you know, like many entrepreneurs, I had a bazillion domains that I had squirreled away. And I started um, at least concepting a lot of what I was going to do under this name, Dizzy Spell Designs. And it kind of felt like on paper, it was like, oh, that's cute and it's clever. And I really liked it and all this stuff. And I just found that as I sort of moved forward, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I kind of have a short attention span, but I kind of felt like I was going to get bored with it. And that I was going to eventually outgrow it. 
And it really just became clear to me that when I look at the brands and the people out there who I really resonate with and who really inspire me, um, Oprah, Martha, like that's really what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be my brand. So for me, it was part of it was a strategic decision of, you know, this I'll never outgrow this. And no matter what I do, because as entrepreneurs, we're always sort of shifting and evolving what we do. Sometimes it's a slight shift. Sometimes it can be a very dramatic shift. But that way, I'm never starting from square one. Um, and then on top of that, I really wanted to I didn't want to hide behind something. And that was really what I felt like for me that that name was. So I just really wanted to expose myself and. And, and know that everything that I put my name on, I was literally putting my name on. Which is brilliant. Well, the other thing is I think that because you are the value that you're bringing to the table and which probably runs the gamut for all business owners, regardless of using their own name or not. Um, but and I, which is part of what I think doing the work with you helped me get clear on and why I ended up actually because initially when I had hired you I wasn't going to use my name but it was really in going through the process I'm like wait a minute what what I'm doing is me and and so that's why I need to be doing this so um did you I'm just curious too so some of the work that you have that you work with your clients did you put yourself through it and did, I mean because it seems like when we talked some of that's just innately fun for you right <laughs> or most of it yeah, I mean, and I mean, in fact, that process is really based on the creative process I go through, not just you know for naming, but for most of my creative, you know, design work. Um, I'm very much I'm not a designer who likes pretty for pretty sake. Um, I think that just kind of gets old and boring and cliche very fast. The part about design that really and, and business and creativity, all of those things. The thing that fascinates me are the concepts and the ideas. And that's really what my process is designed to do. It's designed to pull out what is innately your message, your idea, the thing that draws you into the work that you're doing in the first place. So we can take that message and we can really get clear not on just what it is, but how you want to say it in a way that feels good to you so that you can then build the brand on top of that foundation. I'll let everybody know too. Victoria's got different ways that you can work with her. That's part of my next question is, you know, how you came up with the different offering you have, you know, you've got a few different options for people to work with you. And I, I'm just curious to know, because I, I told you too, that your whole process for working with you is brilliant. And I'll give people just a quick I, I went through the super luxe naming experience. And so when I decided, okay, great, I'm gonna hire her. And I, I got these deliverables, I got six audios and a PDF and a shared Google Doc. Well, I had to go through and do the work, put put the information into the shared doc. And then we set an appointment. And then we went through it. I love that process. But initially, when you were working with people, did you start off doing that? I did. I actually from the, you know, I mean, I will say that early on, when I was kind of just um, you know, in a very small private group saying, hey, like, I'll do some creative brainstorming. I didn't have that process worked out. But from the minute I began, um, you know, selling this offer, I, I did have that worked out. And I've tweaked it a little bit, like I added the audios and I went through about six months after I had, you know, it on the market and sort of uh, tweaked some of the copy and things like that. But for the most part, um, that's how it's been. From the beginning. Okay, cool. And then so can you share the different packages um, 
because I want people to hear one, the names, right? Because I mean, you are, you're, you practice what you preach, obviously. Um, and, but the process that you have people go through. So if you could share a little bit about the different ways people can work with you and what they're called and stuff, I would love that. <laughs> sure. Well, currently I only have two offerings. So we'll start out with Superlux because we're obviously already talking about that. So what that is, is it's designed, it's a, Basically, at the core of it, it's a it's a one ninety minute session, and I think a lot of people think like, well, how can we do all of what I want to do in ninety minutes? But the truth is, the the reason that that's successful is because I I ask you to do what I think is a, a good chunk of prep work beforehand, and the way I like people to come at it instead of you know sitting down one day and just trying to get through it all. Um, I like to encourage people to take a little bit of time every day for about six or seven days. So, you know, I say that if you can spend between 20, 30, 20 and 30 minutes a day for a week, that is going to give you the time that you need to devote to that prep work so that you finish that part. And then once that's done, you, you know, you kind of tag me and say, okay, I'm done. You're it. And then what I do is before we meet, I spend, you know, at least a solid hour, often more Re, you know, obviously reading through what you've already created, but depending on what your goals and what your objectives are, I, you know, I do a lot of research, especially if there's domains involved. Um, I do brainstorming on my own. And so I really dig into what you've already given me before we even come into the session. And the reason that I do that is so that when we do come into the session, we can just really hit the ground running and Within that 90 minutes, you know, obviously it's going to, again, depend on a case by case basis. But if especially if you don't need a domain, because even though domains are not impossible, as some people think, it will require a little bit more time because we have to, you know, kind of have to sort through what's available. But I like to start at the top with the, the big brand message. So, you know, to, like in your case, you know, we talked through a name versus your name. Um, but even if you had come to the table with the decision that you already wanted to use your name, we really think we talk about the tagline, the title, all those kinds of things. And then we work our way down. And as we get clearer and clearer with what we've already established, some of those smaller pieces that, you know, things like opt-ins or, you know, the name of your newsletter, stuff like that, those things can really fall into place rather easily. So within that 90 minutes, we're able to cover a whole lot of stuff. We did cover a lot. And you're like, okay, we got 20 more minutes. What else do you want to do? We kept going. In doing the work, it, I got clearer and clearer. And it was very obvious you had gone through and everything I'd sent you because, I, I mean, the tagline, I think that was nailed really pretty quick. I, it was like when you would come up with it, it was like, uh, yes, perfect, you know. And it was because that work and it blew me away. And as someone who has spent a lot of time the, just this year really stepping back, because to me, I think this is the stuff that if people would take the time to do this correctly, it will set them. You're, it's like building a solid foundation for a house, right? Um, and it, it, it's just, I have, I'm like so geeked about the work we did <laughs> and sharing that with the world. And it's because we took the time to do that. Now, okay, so here's another question. So in working with people, because you've worked with a lot of people throughout this process, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred over 175 at this point. One-on-one. Now, have you found, so what are some common challenges that people face when it comes to branding and storytelling? I think, one, they're trying to throw too many ideas, too much stuff, 
not just into the tagline itself, but really into their branding message. There's a couple things that I have really kind of try to walk my talk. And well, one you tapped into already, and that is taking the time. One of my core beliefs is that we have all the answers that we already need. And it's really just a matter of accessing them and, and having the confidence to move them into the world. So again, that's what my process is designed to do. And I think I do sometimes get a little hesitation or confusion over the like, oh, do I have to do all this work up front? But the truth is that's, I mean, that's where the gold is. And, and once we can really flesh out okay, you may have like 10 different things that you really want to accomplish with your brand. And that's not to say that you can't get to all of them, but you can't get to all of them tomorrow. So what's what's your priority? Like where where's the starting point? Um, so that's a big part of what I really try to help people focus on. And then from there, I think another misconception people often have about branding, and, and I would say your website also falls into this, um, greatly is that it is an evolution. There is no like, okay, I'm done with my brand or I'm done with my website. You know, if you're really a dynamic entrepreneur who's out there um, challenging yourself and, and really learning, you're always going to be evolving those things. And and the, the best brands do that. So I, I think it's just that, you know, your, our eyes are sometimes bigger than our stomachs when it comes to branding. And so it's really focusing on what it, where is your starting point and then understanding that all of those other things can be rolled out. And, you know, in some cases you'll probably discard things as you go because you'll realize, Oh, I don't really want that anymore. That's not really an alignment. So I think that's one of the things that I see um, often. Um, and one of the other issues that I really want to encourage people to understand is this idea that, oh, I have to find like the perfect name or I have to find just the right words because that alone is what's going to sell my, you know, my brand, my offering, wh whatever it is that you're that you're trying to market. And I don't believe that. Like, obviously, there are some common practice, you know, some common sense practices, some some things to keep in mind for sure when it comes to language. It's not all, you know, it's not all this one size does not fit all. But what I want people to understand is the language has to feel good to you. I think of it as a dress. If you see this beautiful dress in a store and it's, you know, either on the mannequin, it's on the hanger and you think, oh my God, this is the most beautiful thing. And you try it on and it doesn't fit you quite right you're not ever going to feel comfortable in that. You're never going to feel sexy. You're never going to feel attractive. You're never going to feel like you want to go out and draw attention to yourself. And it's the same thing with your branded message. It has to feel good to you first. So if you're trying to just come up with clever or something that seems really trendy or hip at the time, that may get you a little bit down the road, but eventually you're not really going to feel good in it and you're going to stop, you're going to stop being enthusiastic. And when it comes right down to it, the energy that you give to the words and the message that you're sharing, that is where your power lies. Okay, so I'm going to just share because I'm not sharing any of this till I launch my site. Like I <laughs> have barely told anybody. Um, and it's funny because even a couple of my friends that um, I've shared this with, I'm like, I'm so excited. I want to share this with you. But I, I don't even I don't want your reaction because I don't care because I'm, I'm love this. <laughs> And, and not like in that snarky tone, but of course they all loved it. But 
I remember because one of the words that we were going through, as you had said, visionaries, and that's when I came up with, because I'm a total Disney fan, and I loved that Walt Disney called his people Imagineers. I said, what about Visioneers? And you're like, it's your site. Let's do it. And it was it was really, it was so empowering because from doing all that and trusting, this this speaks to me. This totally resonates with me. Um, and like I've got content. I've got I've got a uh, editorial calendar with content built around the work we've done already when I launched this because it all is speaking to me. It's it, like to me, I I, I feel I, you can see I can barely talk about it, but there's going to be no issue creating content and value and putting my message out there because it was totally dialed into what speaks to me. That is fantastic. You have no idea how happy it makes me to hear you say that. Well, it, it, congratulations. It just, thank well, thank you. And and I just I want people to get that because I do see a lot of when people come up with stuff that there there's um what's the word I'm looking for? And I don't want it whether it's buzzwords or this or that and or there's a lot of and this kind of will tie into um another question for you, but there's a lot of fear of Oh, is this going to make me look not professional, whatever? I'm like, for me, I, I've learned enough, you know, that it's the, the more truer to myself I am. Is, is that a, was that proper language? I don't know. But the more true to myself I am, then the right audience just shows up, you know, obviously I have to share it. Um, but so with that, like I was thinking, you know, is there anything you see people doing right, but they seem to miss? So like as an example, when, you know, trusting themselves and going with what they feel is right in their gut, but it's, it's kind of, you know, they've got it, but they're kind of afraid to put it out there. Do you see that happening? Yes. In fact, one of the things that I, I've actually written a, a blog post about this um, because it started to like, it started to really break my heart. Um, and is this idea of crowdsourcing your, not your brand, because people don't tend to say, oh, what should I call my thing? But when I say crowdsourcing your name, I mean, hey, here's three options for a name for this thing, or here's three versions of my logo. Like, which one do you like? Or, you know, or three taglines or, you you know, where you see people putting these things out um, in social media and saying, what do you think? And the reason, there's a couple reasons. One, I find, and you know, I've, I've done this in the past before and I learned the hard way. One, you are going to end up way more confused <laughs> than you are going to get any kind of clarity. Because in essence, when you're asking those kinds of questions and you're saying, here's, here's what I'm doing, what do you think? You're not really asking for feedback. Feedback is a very different thing than validation. And what I see when, when people are putting that kind of thing out there, they're really asking us to validate any particular idea or they're asking us to do the heavy lifting of the direction their brand should go. And that is not only not going to get you the traction you need from a brand point of view, but I believe that as an entrepreneur, one of the most valuable skills that we have to develop and it is a long process, is we have to learn to make our own decisions. We have to learn to make a decision, right or wrong, because even if it's a quote-unquote wrong decision, which I'm not really a big fan of that, but even if it doesn't get you to where you want to go, by making a decision and making a commitment and moving yourself forward, you're going to learn so much more from that so-called wrong mistake than you would be if you just sat there and spun your wheels asking people over and over again to tell you what to do. 
So that's one of the biggest things I see. And, you know, and I understand where people are coming from. And there is this idea of, well, you know, these are, this is my target market. Like I need to understand what they want. And I would challenge that with, if you really want feedback versus that idea of validation, feedback is a very different thing. Um, I went to design school, and so I had to learn to have a really thick skin <laughs> when it came to this idea of feedback and, and you know, critique and criticism. And so I, what I would say to that is if you really want honest feedback, don't just kind of post it someplace and ask, hey, what do you think? Go and find, you know, select people, people who you know either understand what it is that you are trying to convey or are your ideal client and ask them targeted specific questions. So just be very um, be very careful about what you ask because the other part of that is if you ask, you have to be open to whatever answer they give. And that doesn't mean if they say, I don't like this or I don't understand it, that doesn't mean that you turn around and say, uh-oh, well, I gotta go back to the drawing board. Much like what you were saying earlier, like I didn't wanna share with anybody because I don't really wanna hear what they have to say. And I believe that when our ideas are fresh and new and they're very, very fragile, that actually is the best attitude to have. I mean, we don't want to create in a vacuum, but we have to, you know, we have to be protective. Oh, completely. And because this this resonated, I'm very protective of this. And at the same time, you know, I look at it that, you know, this is me and this is what I'm putting out there. And unless the person like where you said be selective right so the people I chose to share it with I'm like well they've not done this so the the feedback if it's not agreeable wouldn't carry a lot of weight anyways if that makes sense I I knew going into my choice to share it that I feel very grounded and solid and I've done and having done the work with you that I'm like this this is me this is clear I'm not interested you know I always say it's kind of like taking running lessons from a legless person it's like really it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense with that and it's interesting because I did do the what do you think of the logo with my podcast logo however it was more of a buzz generator that the podcast is coming like I knew which one I liked I just thought, let's get a conversation going around the fact that I'm launching a podcast, knowing full well that I was going to go with what felt right to me, not like <laughs> it, it wasn't a, I don't care what you guys think, I'm just going to use you. But it was more of a strategic, this is coming. So let's get some excitement going about this and get people talking. And it did work. Um, but I also knew that at the end of the day, I needed to go with what felt right for me. Yes. And then again, that's not to say that there's no that you should never do those things, but you should just have a very clear understanding before you kind of release it into the world of what your expectations are, what your objectives are, and, you know, kind of how you will process whatever comes back good or bad. Exactly. It went, and one one quote that just came to me too, or not a quote so much, I guess, but as I just watched the, the Steve Jobs movie and it's, it, it's interesting because it's like in the very beginning where he's telling Waz, he's like, People don't know what they want if they've never seen it, right? So this fear of, I mean, because you can research yourself to death, right? You can dig and look and it's kind of like the people that that spend a zillion hours on a logo and you have to like it. I get that, but your logo is not the value you're offering to the audience. You, it, it is not what makes you who you are. And it can, like you said, and you can adjust it, right? So I'm, so it's something that it will, like, I've changed the WordPress chick three or four times. The, the, from colors, well, the colors has just been twice, but I went from 
you know, having an actual chick in the logo, a little graphic illustration. Then I changed the colors. Then I pulled my name in. And it's just evolved as I've grown and it evolved. And it, it feels right. Um, so with that, so if there was one thing that you would love to see people doing when it comes to, and, and could you break down the branding and storytelling too? But if there's one thing you'd love to see people doing with each of those, what would that be? Branding and storytelling. Well, so I, I guess when I was answering a question earlier, I didn't actually, I, I, talk, I talk a lot. So I didn't get to the second part. And, and so I'm going to answer two questions at once. Okay, um, good. I talked I would like so. to see. <laughs> What I would like to see with people um, and their branding is I would like to see them slow down a little bit and really stop looking out into the, the entrepreneurial neighborhood and paying attention to what all the Joneses are doing and put a little bit more attention um, into understanding, not just, you know, there's so much like, oh, be your authentic self, be who you are, like, We all know what we want to do with our brands. Of course, that is what we want to do. But the how do we get there part is something that I don't really hear other people talking about. And so this is like I I have a new offering now. And and it really is it ties in to directly what I have been doing all along with Superlux. And that is one. It's based on my own creative process. So what I want to see people do is start to look for ins- one inspiration outside of this kind of entrepreneurial internet bubble um, and really start looking at all kinds of creative output. One of the things that I believe is that as an entrepreneur, we really are artists and, you know, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur and an artist really have a lot of overlap. Um, as far as sort of how we function in the world, even though, you know, people associate artistry and and being an artist with being like dirt broke and being an entrepreneur is supposed to be about, you know, financial prosperity. But we really have to learn again, we have to learn how to listen to our own voice and our own decisions. So my newest offering is called Creative Ambrosia. And what this is, it's, it's not homework. It's not, um, you don't have to do anything other than sort of take in some inspiration in the hopes that it will give you some really fresh ideas as to how you can come at your own business problems. And one of the things, that, and this is something that I've really done my whole life, but one of the things that fascinates me isn't just the idea of creativity, but really what the creative process is. And when I say the creative process, I mean, There are so many things out there in the world that we love and we think, oh, that's so genius. And, oh, I can't believe somebody thought of that. Like, you know, it's just so amazing that that came to be. But when you start unraveling the things that you admire and you start looking at the individual or groups that made them, the processes they went through, the obstacles they faced, you will start to understand that they're really no different from you. The difference is that they saw the process through to some kind of completion. Um, and I think like I was just talking to a friend of mine last week and I was saying that I, okay, I've always been a big Pee Wee Herman fan <laughs> and I love Pee Wee. And I remember like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which came out in the mid eighties was Tim Burton's first like full, full length feature film. I think he had done Get one short. Get out. Tim Burton. Did, I did not even know he did that. Okay, cool. Yes. I love him. So him, yeah, they were friends and that was their, you know, the, both of their first, you know, motion pictures. 
And I remember when DVDs were new and, you know, they used to always have the commentary, the like director's commentary that you could, you could listen to over the, the movie. And I remember, and it was Paul Rubens and uh, Tim Burton. And it was like every single scene was, we didn't know what we were doing here. Like, I can't believe we worked this out or we had no budget for this. And so this is what we cobbled together. And I can't believe it worked out. And I think that we, we spend so much time and attention looking at and comparing ourselves to everyone else's end result which that's fine. I mean, you know, there's, there is inspiration to be had there, but I think what you really, if you really want to serve your business and your brand, you need to begin to understand, wait, what is my creative process? Where am I feeling like I am less than, or where am I getting sidetracked or losing momentum? And is this something that it should be an indicator of I'm on the wrong track, or is this just perhaps how things kind of flow sometimes? And, there are times where you just kind of got to like ride it out knowing that it's a wave and that things will come and go. So what I really would like to help people with, with their brand is again, going back to that, investing your time and attention because there's so much like, Oh, shortcut, shortcut, shortcut. I want to be successful yesterday. I, every like that. The four hour work wave time hacks, right? Life exactly, hacks. Like, and, and I understand the allure but in the long run, that costs you more time and money because you're you're not you're not putting the pieces together. You're not building. You're just again spinning wheels. Well, and you're missing the magic because I have to say, like that ninety minutes with you, I felt like a kid in a freaking candy store, and it was because I spent the time. I don't know how many hours it was. I didn't track it because it, I got lost in it. I had a lot of fun with it. But it was, that's kind of where the magic happens in the process. It, it is. And what I find is once you sort of begin to understand your own creative process and you've kind of like, think of it as a roller coaster. You know, you've ridden that roller coaster a few times. So then that, when you have this new idea or this new thing that you're like super excited about and you start that slow climb up and you start to get toward the top of the hill and you get nervous and you get freaked out and you think, oh my God, like what am I doing? You realize where you are on that ride and you realize that if you just hold on for a little bit, that fear is going to turn into exhilaration in, in just a little bit longer. And then, you know, and then maybe that bottoms out a little bit for a while and so, and I think that that's really part of owning what we're doing in business. I mean, business is the long haul. It's, it's not, it's not a sprint and we have to pace ourselves and we always have to be not only learning external information, we have to be learning about how we operate within our own creative process. Okay, so I have two stories that that because that is just, I swear I want to sit and go amen amen and start preaching. <laughs> I'm not particularly religious, but um, it, it's so funny. I was talking to someone earlier this week, and it's because I am literally like I'm over the hump. I'm gonna hit the the down the down on the roller coaster ride like the wee that's coming because I'm so excited about this whole beginning, and I'm not getting rid of the other stuff, but it it is. It's like okay, I'm holding on tight and I'm ready to go, but. I'm fully prepared. I'm in this for the long haul. Exactly like you were saying. And I know that I'm building something and I'm letting it go. So I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, I said, yeah, like I was feeling um, 
like unfocused. And of course, the older I've gotten, the more chill I've gotten about things. And I get that it's a process. And I do trust myself with that. And, you know, I felt like I was kind of hopping from thing to thing. And I said, but I really just felt like, like I'm doing this webinar tonight for this, this plug and the solution I wanted. And I love the graphics that came around it. So I'm like, I just want to go play with the sales page. I mean, I had to get it up anyways, but I knew that it would make me happy to do it. Right. So I just took, I went with where the inspiration took me, which was great because I also was like, oh, I got to fix this and this. However, I just kind of got lost in it. And I mean, what's coming from that? And I'm also not looking at this as something that, okay, well, I'm going to do this. It's going to pay the mortgage. I'm like, this is something of value that I want people to see. And I'm fully prepared to let it take on a life of its own. I'm going to, I'm going to go where it takes me. I'm going to trust each step of the process. So I, I mean, I just did that. The other, I just was like, well, where's the inspiration coming from? And I'm going to go do that now. And I've learned that about myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's not that things are always going to be fun, like, you know, 24 seven, but, but it's really, it's really finding like what you just said about how you're, you got into the flow. Like it's that, that is possible. And I think that that's the only way to tap into that is to really tap into what do you want to say? What, what is, you know, what are you doing with your business? Like, I mean, in the big picture kind of way, why are you an entrepreneur? We're not entrepreneurs so we can, you know, do what Joe Schmo next to us is doing, or we would just be sitting in cubicles doing that. But it's, you know, but it's also scary because we see the, quote unquote models of success. And we think, well, if it worked for them, it can work for us. Well, we can get, we can gain insights. We can, we can learn, but every path to success, it's like a fingerprint. It's unique to you. And you, and you, if you put your time and attention into figuring out what that is for you, it's going to come back. It's going to pay off. Okay. So that pulls into me like the storytelling piece of it, because I really think, you know, I, I, I'm just sort of for me, and I think it's, you know, when a student is ready, the teacher appears, the more that I focus on, I I need to be unique to myself, I need to trust myself. So the storytelling, because I think a lot of people don't necessarily connect branding and storytelling, they are mutually, I mean, you have to connect them too. So can, can you kind of just fill in that storytelling piece and why you think it's so important to the brand? Sure. So there is our story. So, you know, our story is sort of the experiences that have happened to us, you know, how we came to where we are. And that is part of your brand story. Like, you know, and and I will tell you, I struggle with like putting myself out there more and more. You know, it's it's hard. It's scary to expose yourself. It's like walking around naked, like nobody (laughs) is excited to do it. But the brands that really connect, that's what they do. So there's your story, but there's also your brand story. You know, well, first of all, the word brand alone can be, there's so many different things that people mean when they use the word brand. So when I say the word brand, I am really talking about the like the whole of your business, sort of the whole, um, you know, the, the logo, the visual parts, the written parts. And also the experience that people have within your brand, whether it's the experience they have on your website, whether it's the experience they have as a client, whether it's, you know, the experience they have, you know, using your product, whatever that is, it's all of those things combined. And I like to think of my brand, you know, 
in, in my case, what, what I use to help direct my brand is I think of it as it's my like filter of the world. Like I want people to come to my site. I want people to, you know, buy my offerings, interact with me. And I want them to have an understanding of what I see in the world. And I really, I try to use that to guide everything that I do. You know, for example, on my, on my website, when you come to my website, like I think of myself as the hostess, like, just like as if you were to show up at my front door, I would want you to come in. I would want you to feel comfortable. I would want you to like be a little entertained, have fun things to look at. Um, and so that's sort of how I move through my branding decisions. So my, my brand story for me, it's about like this idea of full spectrum, this idea of, you know, kind of going back to when we talked about my name, like I chose my name because there's no, there's no division between me and my brand. Obviously I'm not on 24 seven, but like, but that's how I see things. And that I look at, I see life through, you know, there's boldness out there. Bold is what attracts me. Um, and so these are some of the stories that I try to not just tell in words that, you know, I, I don't think at this particular time I have anything on my website that were to say, here's my brand story. But every time you come and interact with my brand in some way, I want that to be the sort of the connection that you and I have. And so when you're beginning to build your brand, you think about your name and your tagline, um, you know, a description of the work that you do and you, you know, and then you build in your visuals Think of them not as like interchangeable things. One of the things that I would really encourage people to think about is, is your, is your name and your tagline, is there a connection between those? Is there, you know, are those puzzle pieces that fit together perfectly or are those just interchangeable blocks? Because I like, I like things. I like the puzzle pieces. I like things to fit together just perfectly. Because when you begin to do that, that's where you get the strength of that story. You know, like we talked about, you're building a foundation. So that core piece is your foundation. And then from there, you build, you know, an offering name on top of that. You, you know, you'll have other offerings as time goes. You start to craft your copy. You know, how do you, you know, I like the idea of having a, my own brand lexicon. So this idea that there are certain words that just kind of organically come up in the way I like to communicate. So how can I take those and what are those and how can I kind of weave those into the, the story that I've begun to lay out through my branding? Um, so those are, you know, some of the like language ideas. So then when you add in your visuals, how, how are your visuals um, reinforcing what you have in written language. One of the things, a little exercise that, that anybody can do for themselves is if someone were to go to your website and they either couldn't read English or like just all language was gibberish, like, you know what I mean? That there wasn't any written, would they get the same feeling from the visual aspect of your brand that they do when they read what you've written? Cause I, I think I see a lot of people those things are working across purposes. If you can get those in alignment, like that's the sweet spot. Well, I have to tell you, like I'm sitting here because I, I printed all the stuff that we did together 
because I just I, it, it keep I'm it's like on my desk every day as I'm working through stuff because I'm almost done with the the website design and stuff. But it was really like the first part of the tagline. There is such a connection to the name and the brand. I like it just makes me all excited again, all over again. <laughs> Um, you know, do you have any like fun stories, maybe like of a client that went from one thing to another that and I don't know if you can, you know, not so much giving a name, but, you know, like as an example, where like when I hired you, I really was like, all right, well, I'm going to get some clarity for the WordPress chick. And in in doing some additional work with with the stuff I did um, with you, I was like, wait a minute, I this this is calling to me to be me and step out and use my voice in a completely different way. So do you have any other like examples or clients you've worked with that went through kind of a flip or, um, you know, a change in their brand? I don't know that it's necessarily a flip. Uh, You know, I do get a lot of people who they're either starting something new. You know, I do work with people who are also, you know, launching something. Um, But I think what I enjoy the most is not necessarily a clean slate, but sort of a like, hey, let's build this from the ground up. And so I guess there's not as much like changing things up as much as what really gets me excited is when people come in, you know, a lot of what you have described, but this, okay, like I, you know, it's kind of, it's on the tip of my tongue, but like, you know, I'm just still confused and I, you know, I just help me kind of thing. Um, and seeing, going from that feeling of overwhelm and like, oh, I don't know which, you know, I don't know which way to look, too many shiny objects. To like literally 90 minutes later, like being so excited to like, okay, like I, like I'm so excited to move on now. Like I lost, I had, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that excited, you know, because this thing had weighed on me for so long and I was just tired of carrying this weight around to, you know, not that much down the road being like, okay, I I know where I want to go now. Like I am so excited and I just want to talk about what I do. And that's ultimately, again, it's that energy, like at the like if 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 the people listening today only take away one thing, I wish that it would be that the energy that you exude through your brand is the most important part of your brand. It is not your logo. It is not the words that you use. It is not the name. It's the enthusiasm and the excitement that you have for what you do. Oh my God, that is so brilliant, and and I think that. Because the enthusiasm I have said over and over, and I know all I've got is my experience with you to go back on. So I'm not trying to keep pulling it back to me. But I keep saying like, I feel like a little kid at Christmas, like that pure unbridled enthusiasm, because kids don't have barriers, they're not afraid to show their excitement. And that kind of gets squeezed out of us as adults, right? And I'm just like, giddy. I'm so giddy about this. And I'm there. There's such a freedom to saying this, this is me, I've got this. Um, I wanted to share one more thing before we get close to wrapping up is because the other thing that I loved, which was just amazing to me is, you know, when I had um, put in the things that I wanted to name, I talked about that like a coaching course and, and I, I, it was amazing to me that you were able to say, all right, well, do you really want to do this for 12 months? (laughs) Um, Because I think there's this whole element that not only did I that I get the benefits of the naming experience with you, but there was such a, a clarity and you really kind of helped me focus in on is this true to who you are too? Um, so it, I don't know how often you do that with people, but I, I, it was amazing to me because then I got clarity on, wait a minute, that's that's not really who I am. That's not how I want to do things. And this is going to fit much better in with my life, which means I'm also going to provide more value. 
to the reader. Um, so is that something you, you work with people often with that, even on, on the structure of, of programs and stuff? I do. I find that that is, um, again, kind of going back to that, getting the focus because, and this is to, um, to sort of redirect to this, I, you know, my other offering creative ambrosia, that's at the heart of what I want people to understand is that, the formulas and the blueprints and all of that stuff that's out there. It's great. Like take it in, like, you know, you know, learn what you can, but ultimately like whatever path you're going to take, not just in your branding, but in your offering, it really has to be in alignment with something that's going to work for you. Um, when I created the super deluxe naming experience, it was something that I struggled really, really hard with because, you know, everyone's like, okay, like, do a group coaching program like that's where that's where the money is that's where you can maximize your time that's where you can grow your tribe all those kinds of things and that's all true everyone's doing group coaching programs and that was really overwhelming to me the idea of you know as somebody starting out fresh with you know no established brand no established reputation people don't know me from 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 eve um, and that just like, seemed so overwhelming to me and it did not appeal to me. So I decided to like, think about what, what is it that's going to be exciting for me? How would I like to work with people? And that's how I crafted this, you know, the, the process work beforehand, but making it so that it's a one-on-one -on -one experience because I really do enjoy working with people that way. And, but making it like the strategic, like really compact, but like powerful session. And I will tell you that even now down the road um, that I do have, you know, I've established my brand. I know that the people who have worked with me, you know, know that I'm really good at what I do. I'm still overwhelmed at the idea of a group coaching program. And that's not to say that I will never have one or that I won't have one um, possibly next year. But it's I don't take it as a given just because that's what everybody else seems to be doing, that that's what you should be doing. Really give, you know. If it's not, again, just like the brand, if it's not fun for you, it's not going to, it's not going to get traction. So listen to your voice. Which I, I have said over and over again, besides how much I, I got from working with you, I really loved the process of, of the super Lux naming experience. I loved getting this and, and then having the work to do and then having the appointment. I mean, and that's something that again, is not I don't know, maybe that is more common out there, but I thought, God, this is a whole new way of offering something to people that maybe don't want to invest this much or, or just want this or it, it, it totally opened my eyes to that too. So, I mean, your creative bent just goes through everything you do. <laughs> um, okay. So with that, so with creative ambrosia, so because I, and again, everybody, I will have the links to all of this stuff. So creative ambrosia is a great introduction to you. Um, a, of people to get into because it's um, it's a 52 week where they get uh, like a lesson every week. Right. But it's not a lesson. Really what it is, it's a cure. It's like it's a curated inspiration list. So once a week, you'll get an email that will um, they're predominantly film selections, but not always. So there may be books and, and some apps and things like that. But I know that when it comes to books, we are also I know that I have a stack of books that's, you know, I could spend the next three months reading and I wouldn't catch up on. So I want to make it something that's accessible and easy to people. So I really like there's a lot of Netflix selections. There's um, Amazon Prime. You know, they're not, but, you know, there may be things you have to pay for outside of the course, but it's really just about like 
kind of letting yourself, even in your downtime, look at some, how, how do some of these artists solve these problems in their own business? And, you know, it's much, there's a lot of things that are outside the realm of art. It's history, spirituality, science, like innovation, you know, business, any of these kinds of things. So that's sort of the, that's sort of the upfront part of it. So you'll get an email every week. It has, here's why I picked this selection. Here's where you can find it. And then on the flip side of that, I do have a private Facebook group. And what I do every week is I do a little mini podcast that's really just like, here are my takeaways from this, from this selection. You know, here's why I picked it. Here are the things that spoke to me. Here's how I can apply these to my business. And on top of that, there's a lot of like, you know, sort of bells and whistles extras. Um, once a month, there's a, a monthly call. And at the heart, even though the heart of this is inspiration, what I want to really help people um, with is their branding. So this is a way to get access to me and sort of my my branding brain. Um, but at the same time, I don't want people to think of it as like homework because it's we don't need more things on our to-do list. Um, so what I see this as is like you can stop paying attention to all the crappy things, the crappy links that are circulated endlessly on Facebook and the things that you've seen 10 million times or that everybody else that you know is looking at. And instead, take that time and energy and focus it on something that's really quality, that's something that not everybody else is looking at, that's really going to give you some like core takeaways that you can apply to your business. Which is some of the, which they were more exercises, but some of the stuff in the super lux that it was really going outside of this kind of normal realm of where I look for, you stay in the, you know, I'm saying it's like, we kind of tend to live with blinders and you go to the same sites and you subscribe to the same people. And it's like, oh my gosh. And even just following one link that leads to another, it was like, it just opened so many doors and ideas for me. So um, I love that. And just, of course, I love everything on the, your site the way it looks too. Um, <laughs> clearly, you're a visual creative person. Um, so is what else is on the horizon? Anything else you want to share uh, that's coming maybe in the new year for you? Well, that's that's a good question. I, I definitely am feeling um, some new things coming. And I'm just not quite sure what they are. But it, really at the core of everything that I have done and that I will be doing moving forward is the idea of really owning your your own voice, finding ways to express yourself and seeing that your brand and your business is your creative expression. Like I think of my business, like this sounds over the top, but I think of my business as my masterpiece and it's always a work in progress. There, there's no, there's no end point. And to me, good creativity is about two things. It's about iteration. So it, you know, it's about doing it over and over again, slightly, you know, evolving it every time. And the idea of craft, the idea of mastering the skills that you have, and mastering what you do and not being complacent with, oh, well, this is good enough. Um, and so so those are the things that I really want to help people with. And I really want them to understand that your, your brand can be whatever, your business and your brand can be whatever you want it to be, but you have to do the work. Meaning like all the stuff that we talked about, take the time and, and doing the work. It, it's it's kind of like I think about the amount of clients I've worked with. I'm like, you need to start writing. And there's all these fear, these blocks. But it's like it opens a can of worms in a good way. Like, right. It's kind of like going down, you know, the rabbit hole, because once you go, it 
it just explodes. So thank you so much, Victoria. I, I love talking with you every time I've had a chance to talk with you. Um, and I really appreciate you being here. And, and and everybody, I will have links and stuff. But thank you so much again, Victoria, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I love to talk. <laughs> and I love talking to you. Oh, was too fun. All right, everybody. So make sure to check out the I'll have all the links to Victoria's site. Again, it's victoriaprozan.com. And I will link directly to Creative Ambrosia and the Super Lux Naming Experience. That's the one I went through, which I loved. And I will be sharing when this, when my site, kimdoyle.com, launches, I'm going to share some of the work that I did um, and not so much the specific exercises, but the journey uh, of creating this brand and stuff. So I'll be sharing that too. So make sure to uh, check out Victoria's sites, check out the links, subscribe. I mean, her opt-in offer, I mean, that was the first thing I devoured the second I went to your site. Um, so she's got plenty to offer. So anyways, everybody, thanks so much for listening and have a fabulous day.